0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Royals baseball on this Thursday, the 25th of January with our good friend Jeffrey Flanagan. Royals reporter for MLB.com. Jeffrey, as always, we thank you for the time. And the basis of today's discussion is going to be centered around the Hall of Fame votes, which was released uh, last night, uh, Wednesday, as we speak here on this Thursday afternoon. And, uh, Jeffrey, you're one of uh, 13 MLB.com team reporters to have the privilege of a Hall of Fame vote. And uh, you made your uh, ballot public, as the other writers did as well. Now, uh, on your ballot, you cast votes for each of the four players who did gain induction into the Hall of Fame on Wednesday. Uh, Chipper Vlad, Jim Tomei, and Trevor Hoffman also voted for uh, Edgar Martinez. He would have gotten my vote if I had one as well. Edgar came up just a little bit short, of course. Now, also on your list, you had uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, uh, Manny Ramirez, and Larry Walker as well. So... Kind of take us through the whole gamut here, uh, you know, why you voted for those guys, the rationale behind it, and maybe some guys that were uh, some tough omissions for you as well.
1: Yeah, I think most people would like to know, you know, why Trevor Hoffman, why Larry Walker, why the steroid guys. Uh, I mean, those are the ones you really grapple with. But I've been I've been a big believer um, in voting for closer. Um, still old-fashioned enough to think that those three outs are the toughest outs to get. Uh, I've seen too many teams, especially here in Kansas City, when they didn't have good closers um, and were not able to get those final three outs. And it just devastates the team. So a guy who has over 600 career saves, I've been voting for Trevor Hoffman for a while now. Um, And actually glad to see he got in. Uh, Larry Walker was one of the guys that I I put on this year that I did last year. And uh, listening to my good friend Tracy Ringlesby, um, who's seen Larry Walker's career. And uh, I just, you know, think that as an all-around player, he was a heck of a defender, a really good base runner. And he's going to get penalized for the Colorado effect. I get that. Uh, but just the overall body of work, I just couldn't keep him off the ballot this time, so I went that way. Uh, Edgar, you mentioned, of course, I've been an advocate of his too. Uh, and he just he just missed, so maybe next year he gets in. And, you know, going to the steroid guys, um, you know, that's one of those things that all of us writers have had to grapple with for many, many years now and you know, I think I started out with you know, no, I won't
0: do that.
1: But I, I've kind of come around the last few years that you know, what they did was was it that egregious? Uh, and if it was that egregious, why wouldn't you just take them off the ballot? You know, um, and I think that's up to the Hall of Fame. If if they don't want us to vote for those guys, take them off the ballot. You know, don't leave it up into the hands of the writers who judge judge morality and, and stuff like that. So. Uh, it's just hard for me to believe a guy like Barry Bonds, who may be one of the greatest players of all time, is, is not going to be in the Hall, and Clemens, too, one of the greatest pitchers of our era, uh, despite you know the allegations. And stuff. So uh, hopefully that kind of gives you a, a little bit of a, a you know sense of, of where my thinking was. And one thing I go in when every year, when I think of, and it happened again this year, is when I look at the ballot, the first thing I look at: does this person's name? just scream at me, Hall of Famer. And that was Chipper Jones this year. So, And and, and to some degree, Jim Tomey, too, with the 600-plus home run. So, you know, those are automatic. You don't even have to go back and look at their stats. And then the other guys you have to, you, have to, you know, make a case for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, a lot of layers to, to peel back here with, you know, guys that, you know, are deserving or maybe aren't deserving based on certain criteria or what have you. But I find it interesting and a little bit, frustrating and maddening as well that with regards in particular to Edgar Martinez and Trevor Hoffman I don't understand the stance by some writers that say you know well he was just a DH or well he was just a closer (laughs) these positions have been part of the game and important parts of the game for decades and now you're going to punish a guy for only playing that position it's something. I've never understood if, you know, if there was that much protest as to having these positions in the first place, why are they a part of the game at all? So I feel like that's the reason why Hoffman up until this year, obviously, and Edgar Martinez for nine years running have been kind of punished. You know, it has nothing to do with their numbers. It has more to do with the yeah. positions they play. Do you agree?
1: Right, absolutely. And, and Mariano's in the hall, right? So of course. I mean, you got guys that, you know, he's the second-best closer of all time, arguably. And, Edgar, you know, I was covering the Royals right at the time he was hitting his peak. This was one of the most dominant hitters I've ever seen in person. Um, you know, an OPS that's ridiculous, I think it was 940 or something like that over his career. Um, and there, were, there was a five-, six-year stretch where you could argue he was the best hitter, best all-around hitter in baseball. I, I know Royals pitchers um, absolutely feared him. Um, they just did never, want, never wanted to see him come up because there was going to be a line drive shooting somewhere in the ballpark. So I agree. Uh, I'm not going to penalize him because of the rule. Um, He did play position player earlier in his career um, and ended up being one of the best hitters, uh, specialists or not. Hey, look, if I was voting for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I'd be voting kickers in left and right. So there you have it. (laughs)
0: There you go. Uh, One guy in particular, too, that I I don't feel gets enough uh, attention for whatever reason is Manny Ramirez, you know, a guy that's uh, widely regarded as one of the best right, one of the best pure right-handed hitters in a, in baseball history? He only got, I don't know if he got twenty percent of the votes, uh, you know, this year. Yeah. And, you know, he's a guy. Yes, he got busted not once but twice for PEDs, and I and I get all that. But I guess my question is, do you see him? In, in future years, you know, incrementally gaining more and more support, a la Clemens and Bonds, who have that same stigma attached to them. Do you see this kind of happening for Manny, or, or no?
1: I, I kind of think no. I mean, I thought this year would be a big year for him, because I think uh, more people may have voted for Bonds-Clemens this year, and, and there's, there seems to be a, a, a movement going to get those two guys in, and, and Manny's number is at 20%. I think he might go the way of Sammy Sosa, where it just kind of drops off, and and I agree. I mean, uh, again, talking about like Edgar Martinez, Manny Ramirez. I mean, you did not want to face Manny Ramirez in the 90s. I mean, he was just uh, an incredible force at the plate. And yes, there is the uh, the, the suspensions and and that issue. But again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. If they don't want those guys in the Hall of Fame, take them off the ballot. Mm-hmm. If what they did was so egregious, take them off the ballot and, and don't, Throw it into our hands to to make that morality clause.
0: Yeah, it's uh, they want to have their cake and eat it too. It's uh, you know they they want to have these guys on the ballot, but they you know they're going to begrudge anybody who votes for them. It's, it's a right. double standard. It, it's wrong. And like you said, you know, go all the way in one way or go all the way in the other. You know, leave them yeah, in, make them eligible. Like
1: yeah, it's not like they're banned from baseball or anything. Right. So I mean, <laughs> they're still capable of working in the league, uh, working mm-hmm. for their teams. You know, Bonds has done that. So, you know, it
0: can't be that horrific. So, anyway. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, You know, Barry Bonds did some great stuff as a hitting coach with the Marlins for a couple seasons. Uh, Manny Ramirez has been lauded uh, by Theo Epstein, his former GM with the Red Sox, for the work he did with the Cubs uh, in turning their promising prospects into productive major league hitters and eventually world champions in 2016. So, you know, these these are not pariahs. They they did some things that by the letter of the law are wrong, but they shouldn't be vilified for it. And, you know, maybe the, the tide's turning a little bit on Bonds and Clemens, and maybe Manny gets the same benefit of the doubt. I don't know. But uh, we'll see what 2019 brings as uh, this debate uh, continues. And um, I'll make I'll make one, sure. one final point, Matt, too,
1: is that, you know, the great Buck O'Neill, of course, here at Kansas City Monarchs, one of his most famous quotes was, you know, would you have done – Steroids, would there have been steroids back in your area? And he said, yeah, but they weren't available. So, I mean, basically it comes down to the science was better. Do you penalize these guys because the science is better? You know, back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s and some parts of the 80s, you know, they did a lot of amphetamine. So, yeah. you know, all players, you know, whatever area you're talking about was trying to get an edge. And uh, these guys just had better technology.
0: Yeah, that's all it really comes down to. Gaylord Perry's a Hall of Famer. He's himself admitted this might be apples and oranges, but he did <laughs> everything he could to gain an edge. You, you know, go. it wasn't a pharmaceutical edge, but he still he still cheated. He still did everything he could, you know, to to win and to succeed. And that's what these other guys have done. Again, more from a pharmaceutical perspective, but. Uh, You know, it's a debate that's going to rage on for years and years and years, and maybe there's some resolution to it someday, but that day is clearly not today. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, if you had an 11th and 12th uh, slot on your ballots, uh, who would have made it for you? Uh, You
1: know, Mussina was a tough one to leave off. I think Gary Sheffield, you know, I've heard many good arguments about But him, of course, Kurt Schilling, too, with with what he's done did in his career, especially in the postseason. Those are tough ones, and now I'll probably be able to revisit those next year.
0: Yeah, uh, guys, I I think those are the the two guys. uh, You could lump Edgar Martinez in there, too, uh, who's very close and should make it in 2019. But uh, Mussina, just so good for so long. Never dominant, but 270 career wins. He's right there. Kurt Schilling, uh, you know, great in the regular season, utterly brilliant in the postseason. Uh, I think his personality, uh, rubbing people the wrong way, may have something to do with him. Uh, That's all speculation, but maybe uh, their day will come hopefully sooner rather than later. And uh, Jeffrey, too, just from an overall perspective, it it seems like, you know, in past years before all the the hand-wringing over, you know, the PEDs and before all these newer metrics and saber metrics got introduced into the discussion it just seemed like the hall of fame vote and the whole hall of fame thing was just a lot more fun than it used to be i mean is is that how you feel like even though i'm sure you feel privileged to have this hall of fame vote i gotta think that you look back 10 15 years and it's just not as enjoyable as it as it used to be am i right in saying that
1: <laughs> well yeah i mean my very first vote the first box i ever checked was george brett in 1999 so i you know, whatever that is. I'm. This is year nineteen or twenty, um, and I think Twitter has had a lot to do with it too, because um, the anger at uh, uh, from some of the fan base over who you vote for, or who you don't vote for, uh, it does take a lot of the fun out of it. And I don't mind uh, normal discourse. You know, I, I welcome it and encourage it. And just as long as it's rational, Mm -hmm. but, you know, when you get to, you know, F-bombs and name dropping and, you know, you're the the worst human being ever for voting for this guy or not voting for it, it does take some of the fun out of it. But, you know, hey, we're all thick skinned. Uh, We've got great jobs. It it is absolutely a privilege to to vote. So, you know, I I don't whine too much about that. It just kind of, you know, falls off me like rain. So, but you're right. I mean, it's just... uh, you, you kind of dread, you know, you always want to make your your vote public. That's absolutely a must, uh, full disclosure. Uh, but when you do, you're going to open yourself up, and that's just something you got to take.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, and you hit the nail on the head with the advent of uh, social media. There's just so much vitriol and venom. If somebody disagrees and, you know, somebody sitting in their parents' basement can fire off a tweet and call you, you know the again, like you said, the worst human being in the world for you know voting for a guy or not voting for a guy. That's the the age we live in, but unfortunately, it is uh, also the nature of the beast these days. To wrap up the uh, the Hall of Fame discussion. Well, I'll say one more yeah. thing to Matt real Go quick. And, and and these criticisms
1: are often because their Twitter. is coming anonymously. Most You just get a first name, so mm-hmm. it's easy for them to you know make these ridiculous claims against you and um, just be bad people as they make yeah. their arguments. Uh, And, you know, we're out here, first name, last name, full disclosure, ballot. You know, I'll give you a reason why. And then, you know, you get someone just taking cheap shots at your left and right. And that's part of the game. I mean, I get it. And uh, it's been going on, you know, I'm old enough. This has been going on a long, long time in my career, so I'm used to it. But you're right when your original question was, does it take some of the fun out of it? Yeah, it does a little.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly does, and uh, you know the saying goes, everybody's a tough guy behind their keyboard anonymously when nobody knows who you are. You, you know, it yep. can give anybody uh, muscles <laughs> and make them tough. So that's uh, just just part of the game now. Unfortunately, uh, Jeffrey uh, Johnny Damon, unfortunately, a one and done. On the, uh, the Hall of Fame ballot, he did not get the requisite uh, 5%. And uh, Johnny, of course, beginning his uh, long, uh, well-traveled career uh, with the Kansas City Royals. And, again, you know, nobody is suggesting that Johnny Damon was a Hall of Fame player. But I just think he deserved a little bit better than a one-and-done showing. This is a guy, you know, there's 11 players in baseball history, 200 home runs, 400 stolen bases. He's one of those 11. I would think for that alone, given his versatility, his longevity, and two world titles, that I he deserved a little bit better than just one year. Don't you think?
1: Probably. Um, you know, I wasn't shocked. Uh, obviously, he wasn't on my ballot, and and I knew Johnny uh, when he came up to the Royal system and, and covered him his first six years here in Kansas City. And a terrific guy, terrific offensive force. Um, defensively not good <laughs> not by his any stretch uh he's not a good arm um could chase down some balls but uh yeah the big picture probably deserved a better showing than 1.5% or whatever yeah. it was its I would like to see him at least get to 5 but you know look there was you know we were talking earlier there's 12 13 14 guys who were deserving of votes this year so it was going to be tough to get uh that, that's where that the, the 10 limit really handicaps you and Uh, I've often, uh, as many of my colleagues have, advocated for a binary system to the vote where you just go through every guy, yes or no. um, And and then you kind of eliminate the problem of having this 5% rule, too.
0: Yeah, having the 10 is tough, especially when there's so many deserving candidates, as you said. And you look at the guys that were eliminated this year by not getting the 5%. You've got Johnny Damon, a two-time world champion. Johan Santana. Two-time Cy Young winner for three years. He was undisputedly the the best pitcher in baseball. And Hideki Matsui, a World Series MVP. So to have those guys not get 5% just tells you how tough of a process this is and just how loaded uh, the ballot was uh, here for 2018. Jeffrey, to to wrap things up, a transaction to touch on, Uh, the Royals – Coming to terms with our Ryan Goins, a, a uh, former Toronto Blue Jay. Kind of uh, give us your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, they, we started hearing some whispers about the Royals' interest in Goins uh, back in December after he was non-tendered. Uh, they've always kind of liked him. He's a really, really strong defender, strong up the middle, can play some third too. So uh, a nice little utility fit. Um, he was signed to a minor league deal, so he hasn't, you know, obviously hasn't made the forty yet. But with this signing, uh, Goins, I think we'll get a million if he makes the twenty-five man roster with the, with a bunch of uh, performance bonus as possible.
0: Yeah, Goins has done some good things with the Blue Jays, and he could provide a lot of uh, versatility for the Royals if, he, if uh, as you said, he does make the 40-man roster coming into the 2018 season. Great stuff, as always, from Jeffrey Flanagan. Jeffrey, we thank you, as always, for the time, and we'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals.